be right back. I'm going to grab the other beer, and then I'll be set to talk about this shit. He's going to pee in his own mouth. Did you hear that, Joe? <laughs> Where? 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 Where did that that's, even come? You know what? what? Explain it say. Explain it to Joe, because I, I don't care. <laughs> you heard him uh, say it, didn't you? <laughs> I heard he was getting a beer. Oh. He said he was getting a beer. <laughs> yeah, he said he's going to be right back to get one more beer so he can handle this. I don't know why you need a beer to handle this movie. It's fun. You don't need a beer for it. I mean, if for some reason this movie triggers some sort of emotional distress from past experience with relationships, <laughs> if that's what's doing it, that maybe that's why he needs the beer. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Uh, you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, Lyle, you're probably going to hear all this in the recording as you're editing it. He's only had one traumatic experience, as far uh, as I can tell. And I don't think it was that traumatic. I don't think it's that traumatic. Oh, big surprise. Well, I'll tell you what you can do with what you think. You can take it, turn it sideways. And it breaks off, and you got to get a doctor to pull it out. While we're on the subject, you can take another thing you think about whatever it is we're going to agree with and shove it up in the Welcome once again to another episode of the Old Taku Connection. I'm your host, Jumper Cables, and in the room with me is a cat and a seven-year-old child. I am baby and pet sitting, and it made creating this episode a bit tricky. But I've managed the feat. Uh, not any, not out of any sort of real diligence. It's just that um, well, tomorrow is the actual birth date in question, and the only thing I want to do is lie on my butt and play Devil May Cry 5, which is already out, and I'm exercising a great deal of willpower to not touch until I've got this episode done. I do this for you, the people who are probably not even listening, but it, it doesn't matter. It's, um, it's an outlet for creativity and expressing myself or some such shit. Who cares? What's important is uh, part of a revived tradition in the month of my birth. We look at things that aren't necessarily anime, but I enjoy just as much. This time around, we're watching the live-action film, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I don't know why I feel the need to share this, but one time my brother called me a black hipster and I denied it on the basis that I, uh, don't do anything ironically. Which must mean I have terrible taste in fashion and eclectic taste in music and... I, I don't know. I, I don't actually know what a hipster is. I just know this movie and the associated properties therein are full of them. Yeah, I hope I didn't offend any listeners who happen to be hipsters and listening to this show, ironically. Please continue to listen. I need all the help I can get. Uh, yeah, so please enjoy. Yeah, so in the... Uh, revived tradition of my birth month, a.k.a. a means of making myself feel better about being old. I'm taking a break from anime and watching other things that I like, and this time around, we watched a movie. Um, 
I guess I'll start with a question. What did you guys think of said movie? It was good. Uh, Mike, isn't this your first time seeing this movie, or did you see it when it was in the theater? I've never seen it before. Uh-huh. I watched it today. I put oh, wow. it on and took a bath. Uh-huh. And then I finished it in my living room. Treat yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we've had some experience with this director before, is maybe what you're thinking about, Joe. Uh, no, I was just asking, just wondering to see if he had seen it or not, because I had I saw it in the theater when it came out, and then I saw I watched it again today. So it's no, this is it was an enjoyable movie then, and it was an enjoyable now. Uh, it's <laughs> it was a very cute movie. I think that word fits this movie very well. Just all the stuff that they were doing, all the little geeky stuff everywhere kind of sprinkled in everywhere but none of it really really in your face it's just like they weren't really pushing anything hard like really really hard but they were just I don't know it was great I, I think they were trying to make it exactly like the Scott Pilgrim comics which I've never read any of them but I'm uh, saying they play out like they play out like this like yeah in the, the movie. Um, some of some of like the scenes in this film come straight out of the comic book, whereas uh, there's others that are played slightly different, and there's a couple of things in here that are original to the film. So I do remember a long time ago when the movie first came out that uh, it, there was two really great things that people were going on and on about. They were saying that they were real. The people who read the comic were really happy with it because it was very almost very faithful to it. And yeah. second, the video game that came out based on this movie was incredibly good. Oh uh, yeah. I, I think I played the demo of it, but yeah, that did, that game did really well. Uh, but sadly when the movie came out, I remember, I remember it not being a huge deal. I mean, mm-hmm. for all the Scott Pilgrim fans, it was, but, but then after that the movie kind of came and went pretty quickly. Yeah. So it was like if you were super into geeky stuff and understood all the references for video games and other things, and it was right up your alley, but it just really didn't, it just, I guess it didn't leave a lasting impression for anyone outside of, of that because it didn't really do super well. Yeah, critically, it didn't do as well as it probably should have. No, it kind of came and went pretty quick. Just sad, because it's a good movie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. done really well. It didn't really make tough. money either, did it? No. Um, yeah, much. it didn't make... It didn't make enough, let's say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I remember when it came no, out, I, I didn't, everyone in my friend circle wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. Yeah, I found out about it a little late. I wanted to see it in theaters, but I didn't get a chance. And uh, eventually saw it on my own and became obsessed. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, wait, hold. Damn, when did this come out? 2007? I don't remember when this was. Do you remember uh, what year it was? Um, I th- want to say 2010. 2010. Yeah, 2010. 2010? Oh, okay. Yeah. Edgar Wright. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it seems... Yeah, it didn't make his budget back. It uh, cost about $60 million and made 47.7. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Weird time. Was this really like? I feel like this was right before 
people started writing like articles about like nerds are the new cool. <laughs> yeah. It was uh yeah, tragically before its time on a lot of things, which is yeah. why um it's sort of you know, like a lot of things that uh its target audience would be into saw a resurgence on D V D. Yeah. I feel like if there yeah. were a sequel to this that came out it would be really big now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sadly, they covered everything that's in the comics uh-huh. in the film. Well, they could still make a sequel. Well, if they made a sequel, it would be pure sequel. Yeah. Mm. That's what a sequel also, is. <laughs> you also, know what I mean. <laughs> also, to the creator after uh, who made Scott Pilgrim, I believe he came out with another uh, uh, book or whatever, graphic novel, comic, whatever, with a whole new, with a new set of characters. Yeah, he started working on another on other books after Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim. Uh, I don't know what the timeline is, but he did uh, another book called uh, Seconds, which was uh, pretty good. Yeah. Do you think that would was would be good enough to become a movie? I mean, it, like keep it could. Stuff? It would be very different from mm-hmm. uh, Scott Pilgrim. What's it like, about? Different yeah, genre. Uh, about a character who forms a restaurant and uh, gets involved with some supernatural stuff that uh, takes them on kind of a weird journey. Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot more suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be, like, if you did a proper movie of it, it would go to a very different audience. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like this movie probably did much better on DVD and probably after it came out. Because it just, just like said. a. Isn't that. Did you just say that? Yeah, he said Lentil? that. I oh. did. It found oh. an audience on DVD. Oh, I must have. I must have spaced it. Was, I am it, sorry. It was, it was probably destined to do that, though, when you consider mm. the target audience for this thing. Kind of like mm. Mall Rats. Exactly. Yeah. Clerks. Oh, I love Kevin Smith. There sure are a lot of similar-looking white girls in this movie. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I'm finally being forced to watch like a, a movie with Brie Larson in it. Because the last time I I saw Kong Skull Island, and I hated that whole movie, and I thought she was really bored in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen her in anything, so this I was like, oh, I'm finally gonna get to see her like do something before Captain Marvel comes out. And uh, <laughs> I mm. I had to like I wanted to I didn't want to stop watching the movie to look up who she played, so I just kept like guessing. Like I thought at first <laughs> I was like Ramona Flowers, like is that her? And then I was like, nope. no, I think that's Mary Elizabeth. Winston because she's yep. like top build and then I for like a solid like probably 40% of the movie I thought she was the drummer mm-hmm. nope yeah <laughs> she shows up as Evelyn and I'm like damn this girl's pretty hot but I was mm-hmm. like I don't know if that's Brie Larson or not mm-hmm. I don't think so I think at that point I had just um, accepted pretty that sure, she was the drummer pretty sure Brie Larson is Envy <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Scott sucks. Yeah. Or, yeah, whatever her name was. Natalie. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all the white girls look the same. Mm, that's racist. I don't care. <laughs> I was being facetious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This was a movie or a video game. I'm not quite yeah. sure. I, I it's thoroughly, a movie in the world of a video game. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it, even mm-hmm. though it's kind of like uh, we haven't talked about High Score Girl yet, but it's kind of like oh, this like story is like about kind of a uh, it's kind of like insufferably pandering to a certain demographic, but it's so well made and like pretty well written that it mm-hmm. kind of doesn't matter, like. It's just yep. good, and it's like just nuanced enough to not be annoying, and it's really funny throughout. Mm-hmm. So none of it really bothered me, but it's definitely like it's definitely like the introverted, like nerd fanboy like empowerment movie, <laughs> where it's like you know the girl kind of comes in and she kind of does most of the work. And he as a character is, is really interesting in this to me. Because we start out, the first thing we learn about him is that he's dating a 17-year-old, which I don't know. I guess that's legal in Canada. Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. is dating a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it, not, it's never been illegal. It's just you can't do things with them. Yeah, that's nothing the of a sexual nature. <laughs> yeah, no, that's statutory rape at it's that point. Still, if it's I told you I was sketchy. dating a high schooler, what would you think? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, how, old, how old was she? 17? Yeah, she was 18. 17 and he was 22. 17. <laughs> uh, okay. So at the yeah. beginning, I was kind of like, uh, how old is he? Is he a middle schooler? Is that why this is a big deal? <laughs> and then I was like, nope. He's uh, a piece of shit 22-year-old. And I was like, right on. I'm on board. How did they get away with this? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I wonder how people would react to that now. Mm. I guess it's it's mostly played for laughs, so... Well, yeah, everyone, I mean, just about everyone treats them like there's something wrong. So they're not like... This isn't being in, indulged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one liked it. I mean, it was was a rebound girlfriend. I don't know what you call that. I mean, he just, yeah, just well, wanted, the other just thing wanted about something. It, yeah, he basically... The idea is the character kind of fell into this thing. The implication, both uh, in in this film and in the comic, is that he needed something kind of non-threatening following mm-hmm. a severe breakup uh, mm-hmm. prior to the events of the story. Yeah, I mean, it's like understandable, like within the context of the film, like it makes sense. But it's, it's like, oh, like he's not gonna do anything bad to her yeah like the whole point well the whole point of the relationship is that but it's still but it's it's still still very like indicative of like oh this person is (laughs) emotionally (laughs) immature oh yeah Yeah, i mean every every time they um kept asking him have you guys done it yet or anything he you would always say, "Oh no, we know we just we haven't even kissed yet." We that almost kind of held hands. That, once. Yeah, that's what it was. So <laughs> clearly, he didn't want that type of re- an intimate relationship. He just wanted something, just to have something, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
At least that's what it seemed like. Basically trying to ease into things. Mm-hmm. Still, though, that wasn't nice. She was just... No. Come on. She shouldn't have is, used her like that. It's that like was pretty one mean, of the, actually. One of the saddest things in this movie is just kind of like watching her languish under these uh, feelings, which she isn't really equipped to uh, handle. No! She's, it was so sad when the, the whole breakup scene and the way he handled that and did it, and she's the expression on her face, she's just like a oh, lost yeah. like, puppy, just kind of that was, that was so sad. I really I felt thought it was her. funny. Yeah, the, yeah. I, did, I did like how they kind of they they gave her a nice character arc mm-hmm. at the end. They kind of wrapped it all up. It's oh, um, nice. something that lines up with uh, what they did in the comic book, whereas uh, Knives is kind of going on her own journey as the story progresses mm-hmm. and pops in from time to time. They did a pretty good job to sort of parallel that in this film without actually going beat for beat with what she did which they honestly wouldn't have had the time for yeah she was just so infatuated with him mm-hmm. she just loved everything about him everything he did uh, I, I don't think they said it at all but it, it felt like he was her first boyfriend or something. Well, cause she says I'd never been kissed yeah. or something. Yeah, that's so, the yeah. implication. Okay. That, that's what I kind of figured. Yeah, that's... Did you, did you guys have a favorite ex? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the hipster. He was kind um, of... Joe, Indian they were Jesus. all hipsters. Uh, Matthew Patel was the name of the character. The first uh, evil Oh, ex. the Indian guy? The Indian guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Joe's pick? Just, Mm-hmm. I like Although the lesbian fight, the lesbian, <laughs> the fight with the lesbian was that was funny. I, I enjoyed that fight, but I think I like the hipster guy. My, he was funny. He was my favorite. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, all the effects were really great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I guess I feel like it's at the sweet spot. Like it was right at the the beginning of where you could take special effects like that super serious in a movie. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like right before then, or because if you, I always think about like Spider-Man One, like the Spider-Man movies are pretty good indicators. Like one looks really like he looks like string cheese swinging around. His body's yeah, all the weird. weird CG bits. It looks. And then yeah. two, it's it's kind of a mix. I'd say like sixty to seventy-five percent of it looks really good, and then there's those ones where he just kind of bends the wrong way or. The lighting's a little bit off, and then I feel like three's pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then I don't I don't remember when Amazing Spider-Man two came out, but that was the first one that was like tricking me, where I thought they used a lot of like compositing, but there was there was shit in that movie that looked real that was completely CG. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably I don't know when that was, but this movie I, I don't know I I really liked the way the used everything like all the little comic enhancements plus the the stuff like the uh the lesbian ex like her her disappearing and reappearing shit was really mm-hmm. cool uh, i really enjoyed brandon routh's like uh oh yeah his like weird psychic powers yeah yeah that shit was cool yeah uh he was my favorite of the evil exes <laughs> yeah he was cool 
Uh, I think I, I got the soft spots for Evans mm-hmm. as as fake Jason Lee, <laughs> which was cool. It's like two of the things that I I, I like in Hollywood. Yeah, Jason Lee and Chris Evans, and uh, I really like Schwartzman. He's he's really good because it's Schwartzman is such a weird tiny little nerd, mm-hmm. but he he just pulls off like smarmy greasy like pretentious cool guy mm-hmm. well somehow. he's he's supposed really to good. it's weird to call him a doppelganger of scott considering an actual doppelganger exists in the story but mm-hmm. it's kind of what he is in the sense that he's uh this like really sort of like doofy looking guy that shouldn't have the way with women that he does and <laughs> amongst other things. Yeah, and I just I I love it when Jason Schwartzman shows up in things. Mm-hmm. He's good. I don't have enough Schwartzman in my life. You <laughs> rewatch no. Rushmore and and uh, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, we could do with more. But yeah, it was, uh, music was, I mean, well, that was the kind of music I used to listen to a lot of, but it was, it was good. Yeah, well, the music was a big thing. Uh, even in the comic books, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, the first song Sex But Bomb plays, uh, if you're mm-hmm. reading the comic book of it, not only is that one of the things that just comes right from the comic book, in the comic itself, there's actually, uh, lyrics and tabs for how to play it either on the guitar or bass with some indication of to how you should play those tabs like i think they actually say that the bass in it is sloppy because uh scott's actually pretty he, he's not a good bass player mm. <laughs> i see huh. now was the whole all the x's and everything and all that stuff was that in the comics as well yeah um there's a bit more in the comics especially later on when they made this movie i think the last book hadn't come out so the ending they came up with for this movie is unique to it um not only that but i think it actually influenced the ending of the comic what happens in the comic um, it's pretty similar. Uh, the evil shit that Gideon is doing is a bit more complex and out there. But, um, I think, uh, I can't remember. I think, I think like the, the effect the movie had on it is shown on what is, uh, amounted to be like the last page of the comic book. Um, without going into too much detail, it's it's just there's more stuff going on and stuff that like pulls in previous characters from the um, from the course of the book. Mm, I don't want to go into too much detail because one of my recommendations is to read the comics. It uh, the movie kind of like falls into that sweet spot of having like. You know enough similar that you'll know for certain you'll like it if you like the movie, but is uh, a, a lot different in that it is a different experience from the film. You know, it's not just 
it's it's not just the film on paper. Mm. So besides the things you don't really want to spoil, were there any other large differences between um, the like like smaller things at all? Larger arcs for the characters. Um, Kim, who was my favorite character in the comic book, gets a lot more time. In drama. Yeah. And I had that feeling when I was watching it. I was like, I bet Jumbo Cables likes her. Yes. She is my favorite. The Um, Farkles. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Knives has like a parallel journey to Scott's, which is um, a a, a lot deeper in the book. Uh, She comes out of it more mature than he is. I like Knives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more insight on other characters, more uh, time with the exes before, during, and after the fights, uh, more insight on R- um, Ramona's, uh, just, just what her deal is. Uh, literally, yeah, just literally more is the best way to describe what's going on in the comic book. Mm. Between Knives and Ramona, I don't know. I didn't find Ramona very... She seemed like she had so many, as I kept bringing it up and saying, she's got a lot of baggage with her. Mm-hmm. But she's, damn, she's got a lot of baggage with her. She's got a lot going on <laughs> in her past. I mean, she's, she has, well, she has so many there's, there's, and... there's a literal league of, like, super-powered enemies whose sole purpose is to cock-block you. Well, see, okay. Well, Associating with her, but... so... <laughs> Well, there's that, and also, too, that all these boyfriends, these are boyfriends she had back in, like, high school or yeah. middle school well, or yeah, something. It works which, her way, works its way up through her life, so it's, like, from middle school till now. But that's the but that's the thing. I mean, so were all of these, these people, they came together and they just were plotting yes. throughout their entire life? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. Well, well the thing to keep in mind is the that it was a... I got was that uh, Schwartzman seemed to have organized all of that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it wasn't like every guy she dates has to like beat the shit out of all her exes. No, no it was something that Schwartzman uh, put together after Ramona ran, you know, ran out on him. Mm-hmm. Kind of. She ran away, and the fact that she was no longer under his thumb caused him to do it yeah but yeah the the the, uh across the board thing with the exception of uh gideon schwartzman schwartzman's character is that um they were all kind of they were all jilted like she bailed on them in what you'd imagine to be the cruelest way possible Mm -hmm. i kind of enjoyed her relationship with gideon i thought it's funny, I I feel like they did a lot of uh, exposition to kind of give background on that, but they also showed it mm-hmm. like a fair amount. I feel like her relationship with Gideon was complicated and, and interesting mm-hmm. to see, uh, especially to see it kind of really only start to come to the forefront like at the end of the second act. Though he is being mentioned pretty early on in the story. Yeah, he's mentioned like 
once or twice, but then they started kind of really building up to it when during the lesbian fight, I feel like. Mm hmm. Yeah, 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 his, uh, her, um, Ramona's, uh, ex-girlfriend is basically saying you belong with, she, yeah, it's a curious thing that she's saying you belong with Gideon and not her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you never get the sense that they're, like, fighting to win her back. Yeah. Like, Evans even says something, he's like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're either fairly amicable with her or kind of spiteful towards her, but not in the way that they want her back. It's like, uh, number three seems kind of shitty towards her, but not in this way that, like, he seems happy enough with uh, Envy and is more just looking to make Ramona miserable than anything else. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's just... Scum of scum, right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> an awful person. Oh, Brandon Ralph. Mm. <laughs> that guy's had a very interesting career. He, I feel like he's yeah. been like, uh, he was Superman, and then he like descended into like cult hero status somehow. Mm-hmm. Like people who who know him like really like him, but he's never like. He's never had, like, another Superman role. Yeah. Or even just, like, a, a leading role, I feel like. Uh, there were some attempts after Superman, but they didn't really work. Uh, Villain Dog. Yeah, that was the other one I was thinking Did of. Did you see that? No, I didn't. No, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, a, he was a weird situation where, like, I feel like I had way more sympathy for him than I probably should have. Just because, you know, he couldn't really get that, like, uh, big Hollywood lead role off the ground. And then it's like, he's this, like, good-looking guy that probably has more money than you'll ever have in your entire life. Stop losing losing sleep over him, Jumper Cables. I bet he doesn't have that much money. Last I saw him... Yeah, last (laughs) I saw him... Well, no, he's, he's got, like, a TV job now. Yeah. He's still working. Yeah, but uh, I don't think he's getting paid that much money. Um, but yeah, also, I'm making mean, more I'm money sure than I'll see in my I'm, lifetime. I, I, if you plan on doing nothing for the rest of your life, maybe they they they, <laughs> they don't pay TV actors and chips and donuts, Mike. Yeah, but they don't. He's he's not like the star of the TV shows he's on. They're they're not making like Leonardo DiCaprio movies. That's that Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio money is not the only money that matters though. Yeah, there's a world a of difference of between my janitor salary and what DiCaprio makes in a in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. As a matter of fact, a whole week of what I make is what he probably makes in a minute. Yeah, but we're not talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I'm saying that there's like a world of difference, and like not being DiCaprio doesn't mean you're in the dumpster. Yeah, but I'm saying it doesn't mean like you're making more money than than Jumper Cables will ever make in his entire life. I guess it's I I you hear enough about like people on TV and shit like struggling to get roles and like living in apartments and shit. 
Um, but at the same time, like that dude, he probably has a pretty decent life. Like people know who he is. He's got a cult following. He could they, easily they, they make basically money found his ass in a bar, and they're like, "Hey, you want to come read for Superman?" Yeah. So. Again, he's like a tall, good-looking dude. He could easily make money modeling if he's not acting. I think he's too old to be a model at this point. At this point? we Whatever. We're spending more time thinking about this guy than he probably needs. Or So, yeah. so speaking of actors, what about Michael Cera? I, I have not, after Superbad and I think a few other movies, I didn't do very well. He just kind of... Last thing uh, I saw him yeah. in was that, like, Apocalypse movie. He he works. He does a shit ton of indie stuff. He's in he's in he has a ton of credits every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 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 doing pretty well for himself, I think. I think he's mm-hmm. one of those guys that's just doing shit that he wants to do at this mm-hmm. point. Ah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, after Super Bad, he became really popular. Really, really popular. He was a hipster icon. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's pretty cool though. He's doing a whole bunch of things that he wants to do, and yeah, I guess this is why we're not seeing him in so many big films anymore. Yeah, he's doing the McConaughey thing right now. I bet. Good actor. Good actor. Although I was not really a huge fan of his character, Scott Pilgrim kind of. Y- you're I mean, not he... supposed to be. He's kind uh, of a okay. dirtbag. He really is. I mean, he cheated on knives. Uh, just, I mean, He's weak. <laughs> well, and also the other girl. What was her name? The girl you like, Lionel, the freshman. Yeah. 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 No, not, well, not, no, no, no. He. Um, there, there's an implication that he may have pulled something similar to what he pulled on knives on Kim, and that's why she's so spiteful towards him. Uh, I mean, it was only like he quickly just kind of brushed her off. I and mean, when he was talking to Ramona, says, "Oh yeah, that's something happened in high school." And I think the camera focused on her for a second, and she's yeah. Just there's this so... lingering shot of her like actively yeah. looking away from him. Yeah, I mean, he tried to fix that real quick when he, I guess, came back to life after getting the one up or something. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Yeah, you know, I'm sorry for everything," but that was just such a quick brush off. Well, it's just, it's it's. it's, not it's... A... It's the summation of um, a lot of stuff that happens in the comic book. Okay. It's Maybe. why all you get from her is a smile, whereas you get a lot more in the book. I thought it worked. Clearly, on... yeah. I mean, clearly, there was a, there's a lot of Lionel, like you were saying, a lot of other arcs and and things around these characters that they just would not have had enough time to cover all of it. So yeah, they would they have, have to. They would just... have to do. If you really wanted to get like the same sort of justice, you would have to do a series, which I would be down for. I could absolutely see this if this was out now as a show on Netflix. I could really see that. Uh, I would watch uh, like a show, a but I think the the movie's like really good as it is. It's really oh tired. sure. There's there's not a lot of fluff. All the nope. character arcs are, are there. Oh yeah, and, no, the progression is it, very how it breakneck. juggles all of the characters for how many it has. I think it does really well too, which is yeah, like way tougher to do than people realize. Mm-hmm. Like the last balancing act, like, balancing act like that that I saw, I think was like Infinity War, mm-hmm. and Civil War. I'm, it's kind of a I mean, the thing though. Yeah. 
I mean, the fact that they went through seven different ex-boyfriends and managed to sum up their background exes, with each encounter Joe. that quick. Sorry, exes. Yes, exes. <laughs> About and what they do. Mm-hmm. Nice. Spider pig. Cool. Uh, the... <laughs> who was the... Oh, my God. Who was one of the, the vegan police? One of the guys. His uh, yeah, that was the Punisher. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I was very stoked to see him in there. <laughs> that was great. And then they jumped up and high fived when they left bitch. or something. Yeah. yeah. That was great. <laughs> oh, man. I, I did love how, how well they like, integrated the comic stuff and the. Uh, the comics was the video games. I don't know both. Um, both. How they did it, little yeah, the power, like the power up meter, the life up. That's just the all like the when they when punch someone. Oh yes, yeah, yeah and the meter went down. Yeah, that was uh, that was cool. Oh man, this movie would have done really well right now. Yeah, if it came out like a few years later. <sighs> yeah, it really, really would have. Well. I mean, Michael Sarah was definitely the perfect pick for Scott Pilgrim, though. I, I, that's they yeah. did a really good job with that casting. I don't know about that. I feel like they really? could have got somebody better. I never read the book, but I feel Ooh. like he's a. You gotta, you got Mike. I, you gotta, I, I, I you gotta look at this like a picture of the character from the book before you say that with absolute certainty. You no, know, I've definitely seen pictures of it. It's inescapable mm-hmm. to have not seen what that character looks like. But uh, mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, I think another character could have or another actor could have brought something like Again. interesting to that Ooh. role. But I but I think he did pretty well in it. I'm trying to think who else like, could have done it. I, I enjoyed um, his performance. That was good. I think that's no, a bit, I don't know. Maybe uh, this is where just where we'll disagree. But I think Michael Sarah was perfect casting. Yeah, he was good. I'm. I'm just. Yeah, you could have. You could have found somebody who was a little more, like, interesting. I don't want to say how like, had more vitality. Maybe just a little bit more charisma. Mm. But, but I really like him in the role. I think with someone else that may have been able to make more money. Maybe. I'll get Star power. But I, I really like. Michael Sarah there because it's kind of like it makes it a weirder movie because <laughs> he's weird, which is what it's supposed to be at least you know as I see it. Yeah, but it would still be weird with anybody else. Weird enough. <laughs> it <laughs> Jack Black. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, that would be way more of a comedy, but I, I'd be. Mm. I'd be okay. Or if he was still alive, Chris Farley. How about him? How about oh, geez. that? Okay now. <laughs> little too. Now little you're too going far. to Crazy Town, Joe. Yeah, okay. He's a little. He was always a little out there. I'd still uh, enjoy it, but uh, Crazy Town. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my. Um, let's see what else in this movie. Oh, the fight scenes were great. Let's talk about some of the fight scenes. Fight scenes were neat. Um, before we do that, i got to go to the potty. The potty. Oh, like I Aubrey think. Plaza, Joe. 
Aubrey Plaza. I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? I'm sure if I saw the face, I'd know, but I don't know by name. Might as well go to the backyard and shoot yourself right uh, now. Which, was that Ramona? No, Aubrey Plaza was, um, she was the girl that had all the jobs with the glasses. Oh, her. Oh, I like her. She's very funny. I still want to see that movie where she she gets obsessed with some girl who's really popular on Instagram or, or, or Twitter or something. And she ends up going across the country to try and be her friend. Oh, what that was the movie called? It looks really good. She plays crazy. She plays crazy uh, quite well. Did you ever see Legion? Uh, yeah, yeah. She played. Well, I, she's dead or she's not dead. I don't know. In the I first seen season, the whole thing. I've okay, seen like half the first season. I saw just the first season. I didn't see the second season, but she played crazy in that. Yeah, well, she was cool in that. Yeah. And isn't she also in a band? Wait, no, I think it's someone else. No, I don't think so. But she was in that short where she played uh, Daria, the live action. Um, yeah, I like her. She's a good actor. Actress. She's kind of the, yep. the definition of like, like, uh, like early, uh, or like. What are we in the teens? Like early to mid teens sardonicness. Mm. He's basically the poster child for that. Yeah. That kind of style got really popular for a second. Mm-hmm. And everyone kept using that word. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because I feel like this movie would just, it would have done so much better five years later. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Ingrid goes to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Definitely agree. It would have done better. A little bit later. When geek stuff was all, is all the rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, geek it is. Sh- geek chic. <laughs> Good old geek chic. Mmm. So, like I said before, I think my favorite fight was probably the one with Ramona and the crazy lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one was yours? Was Lionel, you said you liked the vegan guy. Was it that one? Uh, that was less a fight and more like Scott being comedically pummeled. <laughs> um, I think as far as like actual fight scenes go, it's either the fight with uh, the first X or the last since that's the most that's those are the ones that have like the most choreography actually going on in it um actually had a thought in the first one and it's kind of like where the divide between like uh big time fight scenes now versus uh like the maybe mid 90s up until like like the 80s and maybe late 70s why in that um there's a couple of shots in that first big fight where it's clear that the stunt doubles are doing the majority of the work versus the actual actors and that's mm-hmm. where you'll see like the really like complex really intricate moves like there's a shot where um Patel basically runs up Scott kind of like vaults off him and spin kicks him in the face and it's clear just due to like the complexity of the move that that's a stunt double at work and you know 
talking about like those movies from the 80s uh where you basically had like stunt guys playing the primary roles um the fights there you'd have moves like that going on all the time because these guys were like martial artists first and actors second yeah and it's kind of my thing now where even though you can you can edit around things you can you know, teach the, you know, take time out with these actors and teach them how to do like really convincing stuff. The reason why the fights aren't going to stack up to the ones back in the day, outside of safety concerns, is the fact that, you know, these people are actors first and, uh, fighters, martial artists, whatever you want to call them second. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you get it a little bit sometimes. Like, I think the Fast and the Furious movies get away with it a little bit. So they yeah. have like Jason Statham in there. Well, yeah. Well, Jason Statham, he's kind of like part of that last bastion of action movie guys. Yeah. So being able to do a stunt successfully, being able to do some convincing stunt choreography, and being able to take a hit and shake it off is kind of like part of part of the pedigree. But, you know, that's not really what's being pushed now. It's not really what's uh, valued. Um, yeah. Sorry. Nope. That, that was me on a soapbox for a second. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting that you get a moment where you can literally see the divide in this film, specifically in that first fight. Uh, this isn't to say that the fights in here aren't good, but they kind of, that, that first one kind of like, the moments in that first one kind of exemplify what I'm talking about. They're still good. You're just having to hinge more on, you know, on the star, star power, on the comedy, on the special effects, on everything but the choreography, which isn't bad, but it's serviceable rather mm. than, rather than amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they were trying to go for amazing. They, I think they're just trying to go for more comedic effect. Uh, it was good. It, it served the purpose really well. It, yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's a world of difference between this and let's say the fight scenes in that Mortal Kombat movie, which mm-hmm. you know you could get away you can get away with since uh, you didn't have to have Scorpion and Sub Zero played by named guys since they're wearing masks. I gotta say, I was a little bit more impressed with it than you were, and that's, I think that's just because... Oh, I still love them. Don't get me wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, I was impressed because, um, I mean, just coming off of trying to, I I gave up on watching all the Marvel shows, but some of the shit in Iron Fist, um, you know, and the Defenders was just really bad. Mm -hmm. They just, like, clearly didn't have the prep time. I was listening to an interview recently with uh, the Russo brothers talking about, you know, all of, you know, they did like four months of prep with the actors for winter soldier and Sebastian Stan, you know, all the shit that he does with the knife in that movie. It's not something that you can just for 15 minutes, teach him how to do and then Mm -hmm. be like, all right, we're going to, today's the day. Let's show you how to use the knife. Like he practiced and it shows in the film. So I, I don't know. I, it was just clear to me that, they put some time into into the shit in this movie, and it wasn't like a rush job. And I was just appreciative of that because I feel like 
you know, that was nine years ago, and uh, I don't know. Just seeing how, like, seeing how wrong it could go has mm-hmm. really, like, made me go, oh, <laughs> like, not enough people do that these days, especially on stuff with, like, smaller budgets. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It's not really, uh, that kind of work isn't valued as much. Yeah, I mean, just to have Michael Sarah doing anything at all was mm-hmm. impressive to me. I was, like, glad that it was Oh, no, there. it was really good. And, you know, there, there's just there's more to focus on outside of the fight choreography in this movie, so I'm not even trying to say it's a bad thing. I'm yeah. speaking more, more on, like, the whole... More of the sort of uh, yeah, I mean, kind of like culture, yeah, like it's the, not like the, a mock or anything. Well, yeah, it, it's a personal culture shock thing, considering you know those movies are the ones I grew up on, and to see them sort of disappear so suddenly and so drastically, mm-hmm. it's a little perplexing, especially when I'm like talking to people about how the fight scenes aren't as good and they don't understand why. <laughs> And then I sort of like point these movies out to them, and they're just like, "Oh, the acting is so bad. That's not why I told you to watch it, dingus." <laughs> but you know, hey, priorities change. You can't, you know, you can't sell a movie on an individual's physicality the same way you could back in the day. That was a fun movie. Although I was trying to pin down what kind of movie is this is this a rom-com is this a, just a straight-up romance date like what where rom-com. is it it's rom-com? it's a okay. it's a hybrid for sure I, yeah yeah because <laughs> i definitely couldn't place, place let's it. say there's there's equal parts action and comedy in here mm-hmm. with bits of drama to heighten both yeah it's a great mix i mean they did a really good job mixing all these different elements together i mean i yeah i haven't seen it, it any has, other type of yeah it has the kind of um it has that right combination of comedy and action to it that uh gives me the same feeling i get from watching a jackie chan film where i look at this and think this had to be fun to this had to be fun to be a part of yeah mm. i'm curious because i know edgar wright pre-planned baby driver out entirely down to all of his like cuts and edits and the music and stuff i'm wondering mm-hmm. how he I'm definitely getting, did it here yeah i'm guessing it probably not to the extent where his baby driver was completely like planned out but like i'm curious because it, it looks like a fucking editing nightmare like how like just all the editing is is so good like it's crazy like to have it put together that way like i'm just wondering how much well it was pre-planned beforehand Oh, probably a lot, but he, again, I can't emphasize enough how much he pulls from the comics. Some of the cuts, or some of the cuts, some of the shots, like, so much of this is directly from the book that it, it may have been a lot of work to do, but I can, I can guarantee you it wasn't a lot of work to come up with. Mm-mm. And he also worked very closely with uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, the guy who created the comic. Mm-hmm. There's actually, um, I don't know if I have the DVD still, 
but uh, there's like four different voice tracks on it, and one of the first is, has him and Brian Lee O'Malley, and I can't remember who the third party is, but uh, just listening to the two of them talk about the film, it's clear like how, how closely they work together on this. Yeah, this was a movie where after I finished watching it, I was just like, I really want to get a hold of, of some of the commentaries. Because as I was looking mm-hmm. shit up, it seemed like there were several commentary tracks. There's at least... I've, I've listened to at least four. Yeah. I gotta say, Andrew Wright kind of just bleeds style. He's Oh, yeah. I really love what that guy does. It's definitely an auteur, which is interesting to say because you don't really say that too much about comedic directors. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like people don't about comedic directors but maybe they should they should and but the thing with him is that like the attention the detail and the sheer number of them Mm -hmm. in here are pretty drastic like i don't even know if there's like as many detailed elements uh in the comic as there are here like one uh, pretty common thing to watch for after you've watched this for the first time is the use of numbers in here Mm -hmm. you'll see uh the number whatever the number of the X is that Scott's fighting as like a reoccurring element, you know, both before, during and after, and maybe a little after each fight. Like I'm, um watching the fight with a uh, number three right now. And you'll see the number three all over the place as Scott's fighting him. Same thing with, uh, you know, yeah, the other ones. Mm-hmm. Two, one, four, five, six, seven. Let's see. So there was the hipster guy, there was the vegan. Again, Joe, they're all hipsters. Uh, I wouldn't say that. The lesbian was more like a goth-looking person. Um, yeah, I don't know if Evans was really a hipster. No, he was, actually he was a ninja. He was more bro. Yeah, he was like a rocker bro. Yeah. A rocker so. bro version of Jason Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the first X and the last X were definitely hipsters. But the in between, died in the wool this. hipsters, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm. I, the the intent is kind of for all of them to be, though. I guess uh, it doesn't translate as well to the uh, comic. I mean, to the movie. Yeah, and also the two twins. Not two, the twins, <laughs> twins. <laughs> That's a uh, good one. How did she yeah. say that one happened again? Did she even say? Yeah. Uh, someone else uh, mentions they're, they're kind of like marveling at the fact that she dated two twins at the same time. Um, you get a bit more insight onto that in the comic books, but there's an indication that she uh, caused a rift between them that um, they're kind of the, that that that's where the spite for her comes from. It's not so much that she left them that she caused the two of them to have issues with one another. God, she's just all over the place. Her history. Well, is... yeah, yeah. Like she said, Joe, she dabbled in being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that fight too, mm-hmm. and it was totally digital. But I, I love the way it looked. Something about this movie was, I don't know, it, there was so much like editing and CG and and practical, but the marriage is, is really good. And like that, that fight was super interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I want to contrast it with something the last like CG disaster slugfest that I saw was Kong Skull mm. Island and that one was just like oh, I'm fucking I feel like I'm watching a goddamn fucking cartoon right now <laughs> <laughs> you know that part in in uh, in The Matrix Reloaded Mm-hmm. Where the burly brawl is like has this amazing choreography in it, and then all of a sudden you're watching all a these completely CG like yeah, they're all jumping around and flying off and on screen and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, I mean it, it literally turns into an entirely CG scene and like all the mm-hmm. bodies look like floppy and the lighting's off and it, the skin yeah. looks weird. It's just like I don't know. I just I, I really love. Uh, like the use of CG in this to like enhance, you know, practical shit that was already there. Mm-hmm. And to like, and I, I just thought that fight scene worked super well. Yeah. Well, there's um, one of the things I uh, I got to give credit to Edgar Wright for is that he uh, with this with this film and the kind of the story depicted therein, uh, he creates a lot of stylistic wiggle room. So the burden placed upon your suspension of disbelief is not high. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on top of everything else, he does marry the uh, mix of digital effects and realistic ones uh, fairly well. Yeah. I hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember the rage. Did you see that uh, Oscar Isaac wants to play Snake? Uh, I read that somewhere. Yeah. And Jordan Vaught Roberts is like, put up or shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we might get that, which I'm okay with. Um, something I want to kind of jump on, uh, Joe, you mentioned kind of being shocked with uh, the way in which uh, Ramona kind of like uh, jumps from one relationship to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how well they um, indicate this in the movie, but it, it comes across a lot clearer in the book that uh, there's very direct parallels between what she does and has done, and what Scott is both doing and also has done. Over the course of the story. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that. The whole movie was about both of their exes. Yeah. Well, yeah, Scott. Um, I don't know if they call, they outright call Envy an evil ex in the comic book, but that's basically what she is. Mm-hmm. Which, who? Who's evil ex? Which one? Uh, Envy, that girl that Scott used to date. The. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought they, she was going to fight Ramona. In the comic book, she does. Mm. Mm. It's not surprising. Yeah, I don't think I'd go for Ramona. Um, I didn't. It was one of those things where I kind of just took it as, um, okay, this is just who the main character is into. I'm not meant to understand because mm. I didn't quite like like she's an attractive girl, but personality wise, I didn't really see the appeal. Well, the uh, the, yeah. the the primary it's 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 her aloofness that I didn't really. I didn't really see an appeal in, but well, personality-wise, she's kind of a mess. Just like this, just 
I don't know. Yeah, because it's true. (laughs) She's got a lot of baggage. She's got well, she's got all these just. She doesn't seem to know what she wants. She just seems to like jump to person to person. She doesn't really know who herself is, and she's always changing her hair because she doesn't really have. She just she's 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 a mess. Person to person. Yeah, she has. It's what she did to get to this point. Yes, to middle school. Okay, but it's um, well. Yeah. Well, there's an implication that she spent more time with each ex as she went, but she left them all the same way. Mm-hmm. She was into them the so moment it... she saw the other person, and then just bailed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I like knives better. So do uh, I. Like her way I, more. I was like, I don't know. I could see it. Like, she was interesting to me as a character. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you on that front. As a uh, but there was something about her personality that was a little, mm. was a little off-putting. She was a little, mm-hmm. I don't want to say boring, but I don't know. There, there was a, I don't know if this is what you're thinking of, but there was a, at least every time I've watched it up until about recently and even still, there's a definitive kind of lack of affection, not just for Scott, but in general that made. Uh, Scott's obsession with her kind of perplexing for me. What do you mean? Like there were, what? there's, there's a number of points in the story where I feel kind of, I'm kind of wondering uh, how much she actually likes him. She was kind of showing it that she really enjoyed spending a lot of time with him, and she wanted to at, be with him like all the time. At points, but there's, there's also points where they're supposed to be well into the relationship, and she just seems kind of annoyed. Not just really? with him, but I with I didn't get had, that. I didn't get that had, at all. I thought she was justifiably annoyed because I mean it was interesting. Mm-hmm. They had an interesting relationship because it was so short. But I also feel like mm-hmm. Scott was being kind of annoying too. Like, um, uh, that's especially the end. with regard to the to the exes and them coming back. He seemed to like really not understand that this was something that wasn't really in her control, and he was just kind of annoyed at his situation. But at the same time, there were also moments where I feel like she didn't really understand like how stressful his situation was. Yeah, that, that, like all these people are coming out to kill him. Like, so it was interesting to see the two characters grow together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that much isn't even exclusive to her. Like, it seems like most of the world is pretty nonchalant about the fact that like there's a group of superpowered people out to kill him. Yeah, I like mm. that too, and I, I like that that was felt like a normal part of the world. Like when the yeah. when the first guy comes and attacks him on stage, he's just like, oh, what the fuck, and then he just busts out his own like super powered maneuvers, like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know, so yeah, I think the it plays into the idea that this is like a video game world. Mm-hmm. So there's some aspect of this that is normal. Though there's there's a, another aspect of it that's kind of weird. It's it's a weird mix of a video yeah. game world similar to our own, in the same way that seeing two people get into a fight in real life is kind of weird, but not outside of the realm of. You still want to circle around and watch? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny that this is this is kind of a video game movie that works, and it's funny that we get there by way of a comic. And comic book mm. movies have been so successful. Mm, yeah, and yeah. this is when that was kind of taking off. And yeah, and this came out around the time that was taking off. 
Yeah, we were kind of fully moving forward. Like, I think Iron Man had come out and, mm-hmm. and some other shit had come out. And we for sure had the Raimi films. Yeah. And Dark Knight, this is a post-Dark Knight movie. Yeah, well, I guess what it is is that um, it's it's telling its own story. It's not um, it's not dealing with the baggage of an existing game, albeit um, there's enough River City Ransom in this movie to maybe call it like <laughs> call it a <laughs> film that exists in that universe. Because mm. there's just so much like. Like the the how do you put the video game elements of it are kind of like grounded in specifically River City Ransom, down to people turning into coins after they're knocked out. Yeah, that was great. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. I really love the sound design in this too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's really. I good. love that they got the Zelda music and the Seinfeld theme. Uh, Sonic special effects, obviously, Link. I'm pretty sure there was some Mario stuff in there too. Yeah, I really like that whole bit. <laughs> With the, the the Seinfeld music and then the entire scene is like a sitcom with laugh tracks and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, I actually really like uh, his roommate character. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, Kieran Culkin's just good in general. Yeah. I. It's funny. I used to watch the show called Movie Fights on YouTube, which mm-hmm. dissolved under circumstances, but uh, they had their their intro. Where they would, it was, it was a quick cut of people saying like the word fight and fighting and shit. And mm-hmm. I always liked this one clip of this guy leaning forward and going fight. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't I know love until that. This movie that it was, it was this movie. <laughs> yeah, that that may have been where like during my first viewing of this, where the movie got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like someone just yells fight and everyone's in. <laughs> So wait, Joe, who was your favorite character? And and Mike, I posed that question to you as well, since mine is already known. What's yours? Uh, my favorite character is Kim. Oh. Mm. Um. There was oh a man. lot. I really mm-hmm. liked the Schwartzman. I really liked Knives. Mm-hmm. Uh. I like Scott. He was funny. He was kind of a bastard, but I, I like that about him. Well, it um it kind of goes on that balancing act that I really like, whereas uh, you have the dirtbag character, but uh, you write it... How do I put this? You write the bad shit happening to him knowing it, they've got it coming. Mm. So you can laugh at him getting like beat up and being miserable, miserable about it because he's being like a, a, a shit lord. Yeah, I mean, I, I like characters like that. <laughs> um, for favorite character, I guess it would be. Man, I don't I know. I, I mean, I like knives, but I don't know if she's my favorite one. You can, you can have more than one, Joe. Okay. Uh, I think I'm just going to go with Knives and just, yeah, his his gay roommate was fun. He was just funny. <laughs> he, was, he was just really funny. I liked all the scenes where every time they get out of the bed, it would be him 
It would be Scott and another and dude. <laughs> and then there were like two other dudes. Yeah, yeah. Near the end of the movie, there's like what, like five or six of them in that damn bed. <laughs> it's good. That was great. Uh, I enjoyed that. And it, I mean, even though she didn't have a lot of parts and she wasn't in it too much, uh, Scott's sister, she was funny. Mm-hmm. She just kind of, yeah. So it wasn't there that yeah, much, but a really great like, supporting cast. I, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a key to keeping such a big cast in check is you have a lot of characters. I almost don't want to call a lot of them one dimensional, but they kind of are like a lot of them kind of serve one function, but they're like all in like Brandon Ralph's character is there to do one thing. Yeah. But yeah. it kind of says something in their one dimensionality mm-hmm. because the characters kind of are supposed to be one dimensional. Like, this guy like loves like three things. He likes fucking this girl playing the bass and being mm. a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Or like and, uh, and people like that male. exist in real life. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I think what what it is is that like every uh, presence on screen has a. Uh, has kind of like a definitive purpose to it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, anytime someone's on, it, it's not like they're just there. There's they're they're there for a dedicated reason, and they're given the time. Like you know, even if you're just on screen for like half a second, for that half a second, you're the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the background guys. They're saying pretentious shit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the first album was way better than the first album. <laughs> yeah, that's the same guy who, like, near the beginning of the movie is like, uh, oh, yeah, you have a really good sound. I would suggest marketing it to deaf people. <laughs> or, or that one guy in the crowd who kept yelling, just <laughs> yelling at them random things. Uh, oh, you know, no, like Culkin at the beginning where he's making fun of Crash and the boys, mm. <laughs> asking if that girl is a boy. Uh, I kind of wish they would have dived a little bit deeper. I know they didn't have enough time because they were trying to cover so much. Well, yeah, also they got vaporized. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that too. But, I mean, just the the girl on the drums. I'm forgetting her name. Oh, Kim. Sorry, Kim. Yeah, she gets a a lot more stuff to do in the uh, comic. That's what I kind of figured. Again, everyone gets more to do in the comic just because there's more time. Mm. This movie just has everything I want in it. <laughs> there's 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 lots of action. There's comedy. There's crazy special effects. There's just badass fight scenes. There's uh, enough drama to support everything else without it needing to take center stage for longer than it needs. And, Actors are good. This is this is uh, one of those movies of like, you know, one of those like really big movies of like seeing a lot of actors before they got huge. Mm. Yeah. Like it's it's funny to see Captain America in in such a smaller role. Yeah, I think I feel like this was this was like right after First Avenger, right in between that and Avengers. Um, I'm not, hold on, let me look I feel like Avengers sure. was like 2011 and Cap was like 2009 or something like that. Mm. Possibly. 
No, first Avenger was 2011. Oh. So it was after this. Mm. I guess I was so used to seeing pictures of him after he was already Chris Evans because I didn't. Mm-hmm. This movie didn't like blip for me really. Well, yeah, well, because the, well, the other thing he was is he was uh, Johnny Storm in that um, fantastic, uh, yeah. Fantastic right. Four movie. Johnny Storm. So Lionel, actually, which one would you want to date? Uh, of what? Just just of the girls in this movie. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go for the guys, that's fine too. But I, yeah, I was, I was, I was really for Ramona or, or Knives or whatever one you want. Kim. Kim? Oh, really? Yes. Okay. She was funny. She's one of my waifus. <laughs> she seemed very. We would hate the world together. Uh, you can have that one. <laughs> It's not my fault you got bad taste, Mike. Oh, do it. Yeah, that's right. I'm starting a fight. I don't care. Right in front of you. That's uh, funny. Uh, Kim, wait. So Kim was the one that kept censoring her when every time she would say stuff. No, that was oh, that was a different. That was no, that's Aubrey Plaza. Oh, was Julie. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. About I like... the little drummer girl. Oh, her, her. Oh, oh, yeah. That's totally. That's that's a Lionel waifu right there. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the one talking mad shit about literally everything. Yeah, that's 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 you right there. That's all you, buddy. All our shows are secret shows. I don't know. That applies to this podcast too. I don't know if I could handle that if you were dating somebody like that. <laughs> I'd be the nice one in the. I'd, I'd 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 clearly be the nice one in the relationship. I'd just laugh at everything she said. Yeah, it's not about being nice. It's just like, ugh, just all the, all the like, all the hatred and loathing. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. It'd be too yeah. much. It'd be basically like if you were dating another jumper cables. It'd be fine. We'd be nice to you, Mike. I don't like you. Oh, it's, it's, I don't care about that. It's just the, it's all the other stuff. (laughs) Just being around her all the time, constantly breathing. I I guess, I guess too much of any of us is too much because (laughs) I I know I could. There was another me. I know I couldn't (laughs) handle that. (sighs) Well, how do I put this? I don't know if I should say I couldn't handle that. Uh, I would yell a lot more. I feel like Kim, the way she was acting all throughout the movie was really because of just Scott dumping her. Not even dumping her. Maybe just maybe it was because of dumping her. I don't know. But it's, 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 there's some element of that that's just her personality. It's um, how do I put this? Um, if you divorce the sort of like residual resentment at work, then she's still kind of like. A, sarcastic and shitty but it's it's friendly mm. it's never directed towards you which to be fair it's not really directed towards anyone but scott in this movie are we talking like she's daria type of character kind of no she's mm. way farther down the rabbit hole than daria oh god <laughs> yeah yeah, I'd make it a little hard to be around her for a long period of time. But yeah, I do feel like that's generally her personality. It's mm. a little... It's like that, but there's a, enough 
shots where they kind of throw to her after Scott said something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just throw to her where she's just like, Ugh, I have unresolved issues and you don't recognize that they even exist. It's like, it's yep. like the fact that you don't understand why I'm mad at you just makes me more pissed off. That's right. <laughs> which is, uh, res- which is feelings I've had towards people before. So I can relate. I mean, it, it was nice to see her smile after Scott quickly said those few words yeah. to her, which well, she had you, been waiting you, for. You get, um, how do I put this? You get, you get a bigger conclusion, a bigger sort of whatever in the mm. book, as I've said before. Mm. So if that moment was enjoyable, it's there's there's more to it. Mm. It's kind of the give and take. You uh, get what it can be allowed based on the amount of time you have in this movie. For sure. Makes sense. Uh, one thing I do want to talk with you guys about is uh, <laughs> the revelation that came from this movie that uh, apparently self-respect is more powerful than love. <laughs> yeah, apparently definitely. So. <laughs> you must respect yourself. It's a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumper Caps would see me go through that one. Mm. <laughs> I don't but know it, if I'd it, say it, that much, but it um, makes uh, it makes love better once you have it. Oh. Mm. A, I've been drinking a lot of tea lately, and one of the affirmations on the little tea label says something like, uh, "You gotta love yourself before you love someone else," or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have. I like the affirmations on the, that they have on there. They're very wise. Self love is very important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chances are, Ramon has read those a couple of times and never taken it to heart with all the tea she drinks. I self love mm. a couple times a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to get to know yourself. Sometimes it hurts, though. A journey in, of self-discovery. At yes. the most intimate level. If it hurts, you well, want yeah, to slow yeah. down. Well, yeah, you start to chafe after a while. I know, mm. I'm that's, trying to, but it's hard. Too much love. Mm. <laughs> the scene when... I don't know, I think a lot of the issues in this movie could have been resolved by uh, Scott exercising some self-love. <laughs> I also feel like Scott needs, like he needs someone, no Therapy? matter what. <laughs> no, his character just really seemed like he just he needs to have someone. He doesn't like to be well, alone. Well, that's that's kind of one. Of, that's kind of like one of his big problems, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I really he can't. He can't not be in a relationship. I like that. Uh, you know, they do the whole gimmick with him getting the extra life and then using it to come back. But I really love that they don't use it as just a gimmick. They use it as like, oh, here's a chance for you to go and speak to. Well, they use it to have Ramona kind of explain a little bit of the plot. But there's also like some emotional beats in there. Mm-hmm. And then when he does come back, he gets that awareness of, you know, he gains the self-love bit. I thought that was a really nice character moment. Yeah. Which, Learns to be honest with himself. Yeah, which in a, a lesser movie would have just been like a kind of cheap gimmick. Mm. 
They probably, I feel like in a lesser movie, that's when he would have gotten the power of love rather than the power of self-respect. Yeah, probably. It was funny when he met the evil version of himself and they ended up just getting along and we're going to go get coffee oh, yeah. later. Yeah, they're going to get some French toast. That's what it was, French toast, yeah. Scott loves his carbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, <laughs> that little scene with the carbs thing. God, he's needy. Not, not needy. That, yes. That, no, no, that, he is. Was that needy? Yeah, that's what it was. It's like, God damn. Like that whole that scene when they're making dinner and he's freaking out about all these different what what it is a roommate say like oh god like you're like you're gay or something you're you, know, you were worried about me gang there it is yeah it's just like man calm down yeah he's definitely Mike, a, a fat baby Mike, um are you just a straight version of that character well that guy of the gay roommate <laughs> Uh, maybe, because when Joe asked who you would want to date, I was just like, you know, maybe I'd just do that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That would be that would be an instance of two mics that I couldn't handle. Mm. I don't know if that guy's really me. Mm. He's got he's got a lot of your honesty and your sass. <laughs> I what? guess I didn't find it to be as extreme as is me but uh he's definitely like fucking as much as i would be if i had hair let's let's say let's say you and him are the same species not so much the same person oh i i guess i i did really like that character (laughs) he was cool he should have his own movie i would watch it i'd actually i'd watch that a spinoff he was funny he was really good Mm mm-hmm it's like a, I wouldn't call him a man whore, but man, yeah. He no, he sleep was around. a man whore. Was he? He must sleep around a lot. Yes. <laughs> I had one of those thoughts Joe, when I was watching it. He had three. Like... He had three different boyfriends in the bed with him at one point. And then what do you say? He's gonna go stalk Chris Evans or something? Oh was... yeah, no, that guy had a disease for real. <laughs> there was ne- there's never going to be enough for him. Yeah, I guess you know that maybe he is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would stalk Chris Evans too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that all of his stunt doubles was beating up Scott. That what was, was funny. His name? Uh, yeah. That was a nice touch. Um Wallace 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 Wells is mm. the full name. You know, I had a, a very quick thought which I brushed aside. I was like, you know, I, I kind of, I feel like Macaulay Culkin could have done this too. But then I was like, nah, this guy's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he in Signs? I don't know. Because I know what the kid in Signs is uh, Culkin, but I don't know if it's him. Mm. I know it's not Macaulay. Because it was way later. Let me see... The Culkins. <laughs> no, I don't think it was signs. Let's see. No, I don't see signs here. Who is that? Then which Culkin is that? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> One of them. I like Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. 
I listen to his podcast on like on from time to time. Oh, I forgot that he had one. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. He's a man of leisure. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> one, so day, <laughs> one day, one day, one day I will be as leisure. well. Except I'm sickly. <laughs> I'm too sickly to abuse it. Yeah. You'll figure it out. I hope so. All right. Anything you guys want to say about this movie before we get into recommendations? Nope. Vote Yang 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get talks of politics out of this, at least for now. (laughs) Save that for our political podcast. Yeah, should we decide to have one Coming for the record? Soon. Okay. Trump, 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 Trump. Psych. Mm. <laughs> Political podcast. I won't be hosting it is all I'm saying. Neither will I. Trump, Trump, and Trump. And I'm not going to let Joe do it. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff brings too much Trump, stress Trump. in my life as is. Trump. Trump 2020. Hey, oh no. Get out the boat. Mm. Oh, I've still never... the great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a preview of the, the political podcast. <laughs> that's going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> Keeping America Great. We'll actually get a lot of viewers. <laughs> listeners. If you guys name my podcast that, I'm going to make America real terrible real fast. Name real your podcast terrible. that? What are you talking about? Oh. Your podcast Sorry. has a name. Sorry, my uh, my audio went out for a second, so I missed a little bit of that. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> Jesus. Was that you, Joe? Yes, <laughs> that was me. I I don't have that. I don't have that vocal range. I feel like you could do it if you tried. Not without my voice cracking. If you wanted to. I don't want to. <laughs> Come on, Lionel, be a real man. Giggle like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Let me hear it. No. Damn. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, so, obvious recommendations. Uh, Totoro? The comic book. Oh. Close enough. <laughs> you can recommend Totoro if you want, Joe. <laughs> yeah, because that makes... There's a lot of connections. There's the, the this has it, the characters have big eyes in the comic, and there's big eyes in the anime. Sure, that's that, that's enough. Yeah, Miyazaki was executive producer on this movie, so you know, there you go. No, he wasn't. <laughs> don't, Joe, don't, don't, don't you fucking lie to me. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would yes. it be strange if he was though? That would be just. I don't dang. think the movie would be as good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fight. Yeah, fight me, internet. I think it would be good, but it would be a very different movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. There would be a bunch of environmentalism and anti-America uh, sentiments. Oh my. <laughs> what are you talking about? He loves America. <laughs> he hates America. He loves oh. America. Well, 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 Miyazaki, he doesn't like capitalism. <laughs> and 
through that, he doesn't like America. He doesn't like capitalism? No. Well, I'm never paying for another or a movie of his again. I don't know if I've ever paid to see a Miyazaki movie. It's, uh, uh, it's got a lot to do with like some student protests that happened back in the day. That's, that's more Japanese history than I can recount off the top of my head. Maybe one day we'll get into it, but today is not that day. <laughs> Save that for the political podcast. If you want. Coming. We're going to talk capitalism and Miyazaki. <laughs> not another politics podcast coming soon to Halo's I didn't know radio. he was a dirty commie oh Jesus <laughs> now we're getting into interesting territory bring us back Lionel no I'm a filthy socialist I take issue with what Mike just said we're gonna fight oh <laughs> uh. He should go oh live in Venezuela then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I like. I guess uh, another thing to recommend would be like some of the stuff that's in this film's DNA. Uh, like, there's, there's, um, obviously, River City Ransom is a good thing to play. Both if you like this movie and if you like the uh, Scott Pilgrim video game. Um, and if you enjoy those things, there's a indie game you should play called uh, Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, which is kind of like a kind of like a more serious take on River City Ransom. Uh, um, let me think. I'm trying to think more on the comics end of things. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, if you want to uh, see what else the author has to the author of Scott Pilgrim has to say, check out a book called Seconds. Which is a pretty different story, but has uh, feels similar enough that if you enjoyed one book, you'll probably enjoy the other. Mm. Uh, very similar sort of like character types, arcs, and progression. Um, <clears throat> let me think. I'm trying to think of stuff that isn't directly connected to recommend. Uh, while I think, anything you guys got? Yeah, you should watch the rest of Edgar Wright's filmography. It's all very similar. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Baby Driver, especially. You like the sort of quick cuts and editings and action humor. You should check out Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Baby Driver. And uh, also, I recommend if you ever have a fungus on your toenails to put Vicks on it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) okay (laughs) this was a real direction from my doctor interesting good advice apparently you can Uh, put Vicks on anything but I've heard through the internet that you should jack off with it Vicks helps a lot with my bronchitis. Helps me breathe. How many times did you get that shit, Joe? <laughs> uh, it happens. Or did you just have the one case for way too long? No, I ha- I get it like at least once a year. It hasn't what? come up bronchitis. It hasn't kicked in this year yet, thank God. But it usually happens around summertime or wintertime. Mm-hmm. And it lasts 
Usually from two weeks to a month. Huh. Mm. It's not fun. It hurts to breathe. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It is rough. It's very painful. Oh, so Michael Sarah, if you want to know where that boy got his start, <laughs> watch Superbad, which is still a good movie. I think that's a recommendation I got. You know, it might be worth it to uh, like look out, have a look at uh, other movies that were out around that time. Mm-hmm. There was a certain shared spirit between them. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of shit that was like similar editing and kind of obsession with music, like uh, 500 Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And about another shitty dude who's emotional and has problems with the relationship. Mm-hmm. Solid movie, though. I should rewatch that. Yeah. It's a solid movie. It hurt me a little. What was Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie? Yep. Yes. The, the primary Joseph character. Gordon-Levitt. Mm. I feel like he could have played Scott Pilgrim. Mm. He would have I feel like he'd have been too likable. <laughs> hey, that, but we were just talking about 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> well, he, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess even that character was too likable to me to a point. Mm. I liked him well enough, though. I thought he was dumb. I think that's one of those movies that uh, a lot of people kind of miss. The, they like get caught up in like oh what a, a cute boy yes. and a cute girl and they like the clash and the, the movie is actually about how he's terrible <laughs> well yeah no I, I kind of miss the point completely even though the film literally tells me what's going to happen and like watching the film I did the same I did an equivocal thing that the character does in the film and mm. I end up hurting because of it <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I think, I think that's the only recommendation I have. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It feels like there should be a lot more to recommend since there's so much that this yeah. movie pulls from, but it creates it's very much a unique experience. It's its own thing. It's kind of like I would less recommend specific films, comic books, TV shows, games, what have you. And more rep, more like recommend genres of things, mm-hmm. like it, it, it outside of River City Ransom, which is like a heavy influence on this. I feel like there's less a specific game I can recommend, and more like recommend like 2D beat 'em ups mm. stuff with emphasis on pixel art. Mm. Uh, you know, like. Comedic films, comedic action films in particular. This is like harder to create recommendations for than I initially thought. You want sort of a quirky and other romantic quirky movie about a shitty male protagonist. I would also suggest The Science of Sleep. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. You've never seen that? It was, it was my favorite it. movie for a, for a long time when I was younger. I remember that. It's really good. Um, and it's another movie that I came back to 
later with adult eyes and was like, oh, this guy's fucking shitty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a little monster. Mm-hmm. But it is a really fun, really well-made, creative, auteur-driven romantic comedy of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all I can think of in regards to recommendations. So, um, anything you guys uh, want to say to the audience before I go off to face my non-existent evil exes? <laughs> hmm. Eat my butt. I should have known that was coming. Hmm. Go I watch think... the Alamo. It's a good movie. Joe, what the hell? I don't know. <laughs> With Billy Bob Thornton? Hell yeah. Oh, Lord. That well, movie. We're going to go down that road. You should watch uh, The Legend of Zorro. Uh. The Mask of Zorro. <laughs> sure. I actually like that movie. That they're fun that movies. Movie. Yeah, they're very good. It was a good movie. It was fun. Yeah, it's just so hard to come up with recommendations. I'll watch anime in general. Every, just, a nice blanket state. Just watch anime. Yeah, but that, hey. that's the kind of recommendations this movie spawns. Play video games, watch anime, and watch movies. Yeah, and like and get jack drunk off porn. And, 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 and jack it, sure. Yeah, just do things that feel good. Because <laughs> this, watching this movie felt good. Just, just, mm. just... Indulge yourself in hedonism for a minute. Well, he, he's got plenty to go around, apparently. It's comforting. Don't know why, but it is. Or refrigerator. Closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. S-U-B-O-R-P-H-I-E. The preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also check out Squarion's Flash Project, Project Stick, at facebook.com slash project stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash radio, on Twitter at radio, or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the host individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at MAGP returns and Mike is on Twitter at Hyper Nineties. Well, it makes the pain go away. How much money would I have to? Would someone have to pay you for you to pee in your own mouth on a live stream? <laughs> Uh, I probably wouldn't do that because it's live streamed. But if it wasn't, maybe for any amount of money. For, no, because then it's it's gonna be there forever, and people. So what? Who cares? So I, I don't want people saying Not that. For a billion dollars, you could be a billionaire. You could have everyone killed who was involved. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
Ah, for a billion dollars, I'd yeah, I'd be stupid not to do it then. Yeah. But if if it's like for a hundred bucks, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like it's like cheap horror money. I'm not doing that. No. I think I'd start seriously considering it around <laughs> five hundred, a thousand. Really? Oh, okay, yeah. good. Because five thousand, excuse me, five hundred seems kind of low to me. Ten thousand, I think for sure. For yeah, sure. for sure, ten thousand, dude. Mm. 2500 even like well, 5000 for sure. I mean it's a live yeah, it's a live stream it'd be everywhere. Dude, I wouldn't care. I've seen plenty of people pee in their mouths that I respect. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, plenty of people. Yeah. Which means you've seen multiple people pee in their own mouths. The question is, how many have you seen do that that you don't respect? Uh, probably. Well, the only one that I don't—I don't know any of them, but I know the least about the monkeys I've seen do it. <laughs> so wait, are we talking about legit peeing in one's own mouth, or, or is this just a euphemism for drinking? No. Like peeing in their mouths. Water sport. There's a huh. Thrasher does this like scavenger hunt thing every year, mm-hmm. and they have all these challenges. And I think, I think it's gone down a few times. People peeing in their mouths. People like sitting, getting in trees and shitting from the tree into their own shoe. Oh uh, my! <laughs> Jesus! This is what happens when people get bored. For sure, drinking their own pee. It's mm. all a good time. Well, it's mm. something. Not for me. It's on Vice. Oh, my. Uh, special thanks to FreeSense user A. MacArthur for the flyby sound effect. And Department 64 for the gun cocking sound effect. FreeSounds.org? Yeah, go there. They got stuff. For free. That was not a paid plug. But maybe one day it will be. Fingers crossed. <laughs>